Welcome to Out of the Crossfire, the PlayStation podcast from the Out of Lives Network. I'm Ben Nother, and joining me, as always, is Mr. David Wyatt. What up? Hey, hey. That was a Kev reference. <laughs> Back from EGX, fresh Damn. from EGX. I wouldn't say fresh. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the last word I'd use to describe how I feel coming back from EGX. I've only just got my voice back. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. I imagine there was a lot of shouting over crowds at people. I don't I can't really blame it on EGX. There was lots of partying afterwards that probably done the voice part mm. in. Mm. Uh or I got EGX Lurgy, you know, conference Lurgy, which I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I don't feel too great, but I think that's just a lack of sleep for four days rather than anything, but we'll see. Yeah, more than likely. So this episode, we're going to talk about EGX, we're going to talk about uh, Dave's experiences there and the games that he played. We're also going to talk about some of the news that came out of TGS. So we're hitting two of those three-letter conferences this week, uh, you know, as we said we would previously. Um, let's let's kick off with you first, Dave. Um, give us sort of your your... Overall impressions of EGX because it's not the first time you've been, is it? No, this is the second. I went last year. Mm. Um, I mean, this year it was said that it was a tenth anniversary, so they did. I did feel that they'd pulled out a bit more AAA titles. Um, mm. All the big three were there. There was Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, like yada yada. And um, yeah, it's never going to be, you know, E3 or TGS or, or any of the big shows. But it's the best we've got in, in England. Yeah. And I think if you can go, it's definitely worth going. Like it's just a lot of fun. Mm. Um Yeah, I know I I just I've just had the best weekend to be honest. It's been it's been great. And I think because everyone goes there for the same reason, we're all there to be nerds and play games together. So you just talk to the most random people. Like if you're in a queue, I, I was queuing up for Far Cry, it was about 45 minutes, and uh, I just whipped my phone out, put Rick and Morty on, the next thing I know, someone's plugged the speaker into my phone, and there's like 15 of us watching <laughs> it, whilst waiting, and and yeah, it's just it's just great atmosphere, quality. really good. Quality. Yeah. So, uh, what games did you play? Well, as we were just saying beforehand, I'm incredibly disappointed in myself for not playing Monster Hunter World, one of the main games I wanted to play there. And I missed it because they tucked it away in the corner. But I did get uh, I get hands on with Far Cry Five mm. uh, on a PS4 Pro. Nice. Yeah. I did ask the guy who didn't exactly tell me how old the build was, but indicated it was a, it was you know a few months old, which is reassuring because the game was really janky. Really? Yeah. Like, for example. Um, as you do, I mowed over a few cows in the field, and rather than the cows falling over dead or anything, they just disappeared in this most pathetic blood splatter you've ever seen. It was just a little <laughs> poof. Um, people were just falling out of cars instead of opening doors. Yeah, oh, just, I, I hope shit like that stays in. And yeah, well, I, I don't. It's one of my most anticipated games. And like, we're driving through a um, wooded area, and the trees were on screen, but you non-existence of the car like the car just as if it was an open plane like just mowing down trees really yeah it was really bizarre but I'm, I'm assuming it's just because it's i mean it's not coming out until what february mm-hmm. i think that's correct i should probably check um so they've got month a few months to polish it and i think this was a few months old because if it's not it ain't coming in february <laughs> and if yeah. it is it's coming broken because yeah, it was, and it was such a shame because I really looked forward to it. And the latency on the controls was poor. Uh, 
Yeah, very bizarre. And I wasn't the only one that had this experience as well. Like I was with a few people, and they all thought the same, which mm. is a shame. Visually, though, looks beautiful on the PS4 Pro. Nice. Like the, the blades of grass and everything just looks lovely. So that that side of it's quite polished. Good, good. So I wonder whether it's get the gameplay. Yeah, I wonder whether it's because EGX is kind of at the end of the summer and there's been a few gaming conferences with E3 being sort of the big one which is almost I right at the beginning the of guy, the summer the guy said it was the same build they've been using at all the other conferences yeah, so yeah. I think that's probably what it is mm, it's it's kind of that one vertical slice that they make and they don't do any updates to it they don't change it at all so it needs to go yeah. to conferences for sort of three or four months I'm not, I'm not overly worried mm. I'm not overly worried um the, the the American setting compared to the the more tropical settings of the past game was quite different, mm-hmm. but it's it's a good different because it, it's going to feel, you know, I must admit when I played Far Cry Four, I'd replayed three before trying, you know, before four came out in preparation, yeah. and it it felt very similar. Whereas this, I think, is going to be different enough to give me that Far Cry itch, but not be you know just a, a sort of new skin on an old game, but. Mm. Yeah, I, so I'm still looking forward to that. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, I know one of the articles that you've written for Out of Lives was about your favourite game, which was a VR title, which surprised me. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. Well, especially after what I was saying last week about yeah. how, yeah, right. So I didn't want to play it. That's 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 the thing. Um, the people I was with, you know, wanted to queue up and play this this game. Someone had told us, "Oh, you've got to try Shooty Fruity," right? Which just sounds like the worst game anyway. Um, so we queued up for a surprising long time because um, there was I think there was six or seven of us at the time mm-hmm. and they let you all go in as a group and take it in turns and the biggest problem with this game is trying to describe what it is without sounding like a raving lunatic right <laughs> so you're a cashier in a supermarket and you have to scan groceries and there's a little conveyor belt and you Obviously, it's VR, and you've, uh, I paid it on the Oculus, mm-hmm. uh, not the Vive, as the guy told me, because I was looking at it thinking, that's not right, surely. I even put Vive in my article until I double-checked. Yeah. Definitely not the Vive. It is available on the Vive and on the PlayStation VR as well. So, mm-hmm. But no, I played it on the Oculus with the um, Palm controllers, and as you pick things up, you squeeze the controller, and it picks something up, and it felt amazing. Like I, I lean for something and pick it up, and at no point did I like not pick it up or miss it. And because you're squeezing to pick something up, it feels like it gives you that sort of tactile trickery that makes you feel like you're picking something up. It's, yeah. it's so simple but brilliant. Um, you're not just scanning groceries, obviously, because that'd be a shit game. But you're uh, you've got to defend your your cashier station from hordes of rampaging fruit. Mm. So. You, You'll have like oranges bouncing towards you and lemons and giant melons and things like that coming towards you. And whilst you're scanning vegetables, you're unlocking a weapon meter. And the higher your weapon meter, the better weapons you get. And they come along on the line above you, which again, you you, you lift up with your hand, squeeze to pick it up and then fire. And that also feels amazing because it's, it's triggers. You're squeezing the controller to hold the gun. So you feel like you're holding the gun. Mm. Um, and yeah it's so intuitive that I chucked a gun in the air caught it with my other hand and started picking up another gun like on my first go like it, 
It is, and it feels so good to just lay into a melon with a shotgun, and then you pick up a grenade, and you have to bring the grenade to your face. Obviously, you don't have to do the biting movements, but you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Pull the pin out with your teeth and uh, lob the grenade, and it just... Um, one thing, they didn't put the uh, straps on, so when my friend threw the grenade, he threw the palm controller oh. at and missed the TV by about a centimetre, oh, which was completely on them because they should have put the wrist restraints on. Yeah. Uh, and even after that, they didn't put the wrist restraints on the next person, so, <laughs> you know, it's silliness. Uh, yeah, that game is just fantastic. And uh, I got on the leaderboard both days I played. Nice. First aim, I came third. Second day, I came first. But Excellent. I don't think I stayed first. I think mm, I dropped mm. down but to third by the end, but I'm not 100%. So uh, I'll be expecting my copy any day nice. for PSVR. So, yeah. Did you um? Did, did they have any PSVR stations set up for it? No, this was separate from the PlayStation stage. Right. Um, this was in the, the res section. Okay. Uh, there was PSVR was there quite heavily. Uh, we got to play Skyrim VR, mm-hmm. which is okay. It's that teleporting type of VR which I'm not a big fan of, um, yeah. but it works reasonably well, so it's fine. Um, and they had a few other little games there. I, I didn't actually get to play many of them because I didn't particularly want to. Sure. From all this, you know. Um, you had to book in advance for that as well, so you could only get one session, so like you could queue up again. Mm. So, uh, But yeah, so I don't know how well Fruity Shooty will work with the move controllers, but I can't imagine it being that different. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I was sort of uh, trying to tease from you because uh, you're saying how intuitive it is with the um, with the Oculus Touch to sort of be able to pick up things and you know using those side buttons to yeah. actually make it feel like you're picking something up. Uh, the, you know the different shape of the um, the move wand as such. I suppose you can tilt it or, or you maybe be able to use it in such a way that that you still get that kind of feel from it. Well, they said uh, the top five on the leaderboard would be getting a copy of their choice. So nice. if if I did win it, because I didn't go back to check at the end of the day, um, if I did get a copy, I will get the PSVR version mm. uh, because I don't have an Oculus. I don't have a I don't have a PSVR, but I know people that do. So yeah, yeah, you know, I can I can send that code somewhere else. But yeah, so we'll we'll find out eventually. But yeah, I really, really I mean, check out a, a video on YouTube or go to Outer Lives, which is probably what I should have said. Yes. and check out my write-up on there there is a video in there as well so you can see exactly what i mean it's very hard to get across what this game is you need to see it to, to sort of get it um, yeah fantastic yeah. though so much fun nice nice um should we move on to a little bit of tgs news yeah sure excellent excellent so tgs one of the big conferences of the year um i think last time when we were talking about tgs we said they had a little bit of a talk but they did have a conference you know, lots of different videos, uh, montages of the games that they've got coming out. And, you know, one of the guys from Sony, whose name has gone from my mind, Marita, is it Marita? Came out and, and essentially just, just you know, treated it as a conference as such. Um, I think the thing to, to start off with is that Final Fantasy IX has come out, which... I believe is a port of the PC version, which came out a little while ago. Uh, but essentially, it, it's available now and was available as of the end of that conference, which is pretty special because yeah. Final Fantasy Four, uh, Final Fantasy Nine, even is t- 
tied first for my favourite Final Fantasy, I think. Ooh. It's difficult. I struggle because I really like Final Fantasy VI, which was mm-hmm. the last of the old-style sort yep. of um, SNES ones. Uh, and then I know everyone raves about Seven, and I did love Seven. Um, I just... I prefer the fantasy in my Final Fantasy, sure, you know. Sure. And this was the this was the last proper fantasy world nine. I think it's got fantastic characters as well. So. Mm-hmm. But having it being the PC version is is amazing because one of the, my main complaints with nine was the fact that the encounter rate was so bloody high. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Whereas with the Steam version and and this one, I guess um, you could turn. There was quality of life setting, quality of life settings, mm-hmm. so you can turn encounter rates down or off. Um, play it just for the story. There's auto leveling and things like that. So yeah, this is this will be something I'll be picking up at some point. Yeah, definitely. nice, nice. I do remember with nine being towards the end of the game, sort of almost super powered, just because of the amount of of combat that I'd uh, I'd seen throughout the game, and and just being sort of as levelled up as I could be right towards the end of the game just through sort of naturally playing it and not having to to grind too much uh, but it's nice to know that there's those kind of you know quality of life settings in there to be able to kind of play how you want to almost so yeah a, a, you know great announcement to sort of um, to, to, to kick off sort of TGS with and for everybody to sort of be like excellent I, I can instantly just go and play this yeah Definitely. Um, additional Final Fantasy news. Uh, Final Fantasy Dissidia NT, um, which has had a few trailers uh, and things before. Um, this is... I'm not sure whether it's a new story um, from the um, Final Fantasy Dissidias that were on PSP. Uh, you know, whether it's an actual... Um, sequel to those games or whether it's sort of like a, a remade version of the original uh, but it's like a network version so you can have multiplayer battles and things like that in this now um, coming to PlayStation 4 um, uh, there was a nice sort of trailer that they showed for it and they've announced that uh, Noctis from Final Fantasy 15 is going to be one of the um, one of the characters um, with the really not surprised though no not at all not at all um I seem to remember with the first game, they had one uh, protagonist and one antagonist from each of the games in the series. Um, so I, I think Noctis has been revealed, but I haven't seen anything on uh, uh, an antagonist from Fifteen being um, being revealed at the moment. But it'd be interesting to see. Um, I don't think that game is that far away. They had they had it at EGX. Uh... Mm. But like I've I've never really been a fan of the Dissidia franchise. Like okay. I played uh, I played whichever one was well, I played it on PSP, but I can't remember if that was a PSP game or a PlayStation Classic. Now I'm thinking about it. it I think it was a PSP, PSP game. game. Yeah. yeah. Um, it didn't really grab me as a fighting game, so I didn't check it out. So I don't know how much they were showing at EJ. Mm. I probably should have done. <laughs> I did, I, there's a lot of things I should have done at EJX, but I was more interested in the pub. So yeah. That's almost the best bit, right? Fuck the games. Well, Just go to the pub. Yeah. Free bar every night. Keep too right. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, having a very quick look. Dissidia um, looks to come out on January the 30th of next year. Um, and in fact, there was a closed beta uh, last month for the game. 
um, which I completely missed. I just, I mean, I don't know if it's something I'll give a go. Mm. Uh, I'm not really a fighting game person anyway. I think yeah. the last fighting game I played properly was Soul Calibur 2 on the GameCube, <laughs> and that's because it had Link in it. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really... I, it'll probably come out past me completely by. And and I do like Final Fantasy, but the the last few I've not even played properly anyway. So, mm. Mm. you know, I still need to go and, and give 15 a proper go because I put four hours into it at Christmas and I just never got the time to go back. Okay. So yeah, yeah, and I'd, I'd more likely to get that than Dissidia. So yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It, it probably gives you a lot more game, um, and obviously being a, a JRPG gives you a lot more to do than maybe some yeah, like exactly, repetitive yeah. nature of just battling in Dissidia. Um, I think with Final Fantasy Fifteen, I finished it, or finished the um, main story quests, and then put it down and never picked it back up. Didn't do any of the additional like hunts or or anything like that. Or any of the additional um, dungeons to get any of the, the you know the, the weapons that Noctis can use. Uh, kind of disappointed with the the way that it ended, which I think impacted me wanting to to play any more of it. Um, but it's it's cool to see that like Dissidia is you know bringing in all of the characters um, from from across the series, um, and isn't just sort of like sticking to you know what's previously come. I guess. Sure. Yeah, so uh, a game which we'd spoken about last week, which had almost been revealed, was Dragon's Crown Pro. Oh, shock horror. I know. It was pretty certain it was coming, wasn't it? Like, let's be honest. There was, you, you, don't, you don't see banners for a game that's not real. We were just questioned about the, the site, though, wasn't we? Yes, yeah, there, there, there was. I mean... Uh, I have to say that looking at the the video that they showed when they uh, put up the comparison shots of the, the Vita and the PS4 version, I couldn't really see that much difference. They didn't really linger on those comparison shots too much to allow for a <clears throat> like a really good look and, and a detailed sort of study of each of the screens. It was quite pretty on the Vita. Mm. But then again, the Vita had a beautiful screen, so most games were quite pretty on the Vita. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, I still... <laughs> nothing's changed in the last week. I'm still not... Uh, I didn't particularly like it on the Vita. I don't think it's a game I'm going to give a second go to, so... Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair. Uh, it, you know, I would imagine it's going to come out as sort of like a full um, price title for the PS4. Um It'd be nice if it was maybe sort of like more of a £15 PSN game, but I would imagine they've put quite a lot into the the remaster uh, to you know not to justify it coming out at sort of a lower price point, really. Mm. But who knows? Essentially, I think we'll find out about that uh, when it releases in Japan on January the 25th. Oh, January's uh, looking quite busy now, isn't it? It is, man. January's looking really busy. Always historically, it's been a low point. Uh, where, where publishers haven't wanted to bring things out after Christmas because people haven't got any money. Um, it's my birthday. It's the best time to bring games out. Nice, nice. Well, Mass Effect bucked the trend, uh, um, you know, years ago now, and so people have caught on. I think. What was it? Um, the sort of spiritual successor to Dead Island. I can't remember what it was called now. The dying the, the park, the dying light that came out. I think that was a January release, and that yeah. came out and did really well. Mm. So there is, it's a, I think 
these you know having quiet months is ridiculous they're really quiet if you're not releasing games like it's like if you put a big triple a title in january it's gonna sell you know yeah yeah so i think I, so i know i know there's other reasons to do it in sort of the, the holiday season but i don't think triple a games need to worry about that sort of thing anyway the quieter no. games maybe mm-hmm. but but if you're if you're a smaller game release when the other games aren't releasing like then, then, then you're gonna. Oh, I've got nothing to play. I'll check this. Out. Oh, that's why I don't work in marketing. I guess <laughs> I just don't get it. Maybe that's why. That's the only reason, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another game that we talked about last week uh, was Shadow of the Colossus. We had a nice new trailer for it for the remake, and that looks that looks fucking beautiful. Yeah, uh, like I. If you haven't guessed already, have not like, I, I completely miss a lot of news from TGS, mm. so I've not watched the trailer yet. Um, how much have they? I mean, does the trailer give away how much they've changed in the remake? Not really. Um, I mean, my memory of it is a little hazy, shall we say, uh, and not remembering sort of. You know the entirety of the game. I can remember, like you know, as you do with a lot of games that you've previously played, you can, you can remember sort of like certain bits of it, the bits that really stood out to you and stuff. But um, listening to other people speak about sort of the trailer, there's there's definitely points in there that other people are going, oh, like you know, we none of us here have any memory of this, you know, what's been shown here and stuff. So whether there's sort of um, you know complete rebuilds of areas and adding in extra bits and, and stuff, it's a difficult one for them. Right, because you don't want to mess with a classic, but at the same time, you don't just want to do a higher res version of a classic, you know? True. So you, you, you're almost damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, yeah, very because much. Because there's going to be purists that have been like, what's this shit? I don't remember that. Mm. And then there's be, you know, new people saying, well, why don't I just play the, the re-release if, if you've just given me the same game again? Well, I, I remember the control scheme not being the best. Um, and things like the way that the camera worked uh, not being fantastic. So hopefully they've addressed things like that to make it... How will they, you will get people upset? It, will, well, it doesn't control like it used to. Could they then do something like the Resident Evil remake did, where you have the option of having original controls or modern controls? I think that would be the only way to you know keep everyone happy, yeah. That would be a good idea. Yeah. Email. Yeah. Let them know. They just have to uh, now completely build a new way of moving the camera and the um, the character around just for us. Yeah, well, no, I not th- for us because we. I'm not a fan of faffy controls. Like I'll always go for the <laughs> more modern. More. I mean, even going back to playing, you brought up Resident Evil. Going back to the old Resident Evil tank controls for the, the Resident Evil Two, where we played it recently, I'm like, oh, this is this is special. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, so, it, it's hard to go back to that mindset, and I. I it, it's it's not so hard to go back to the um, like single point camera uh, that, that that those Resident Evil games sort of had, but it's it's more the the way that you move the character through those screens, isn't it? That's the yeah. uh, the difficult thing to sort of get back into. Yeah, oh. yeah. Shadow of the Colossus. I'll uh, mm. I might because I never really played the original properly, so I, I'm probably going to get the remake, and I won't have that problem of comparing it to the remake to the, mm-hmm. the original even so give me mm. nice controls and a nice nice shiny game and I'll be happy good good that's exactly what I want there done we've we've designed it for them 
they yeah. hit their their sales and marketing targets that they when need. Is that to. coming out January? Um, when is that coming out? I don't know. Yeah, two thousand. I think they a, a date um, was given at the end of two thousand eighteen, at the end of the trailer. But that was it. Just two thousand eighteen. God, two thousand eighteen's looking good. It is. Uh, and another thing we had, uh, another trailer that we saw was um, Detroit, um, which also had uh, 2018 um, plastered at the end of it without any other you know, date or anything on there. Um, but I, th- I haven't seen the trailer, um, or that version of the trailer before, which kind of mixed together a lot of the sort of gameplay and trailers that we've previously seen. Some of my... Uh uh, so I call them a pack or whatever the hell you want to call it. Some of the people I was with at EGX did get some hands-on time with Detroit, and not one of them walked away saying anything other than that was amazing. So really? I'm now much more excited for that game than I was before. Oh, nice! They went to do that when I went to Far Cry Five, so I thought I was making the safer choice. Mm. Uh, sounds like I missed out. To be honest, yeah, unfortunately, no. he was going to come on today, but we were going to record yesterday. But my voice hadn't quite recovered, so yeah. Unfortunately, he couldn't tell me about it. But hey ho, maybe next time we'll get him on in the future. But yeah, they they a few uh, about three of them went to play it, and every single one of them said it was fantastic. Nice. So that is a good sign. <laughs> it is very much, man. Very much. Uh, it's it's one I'm looking forward to, but kind of one that I've I guess held back on a little bit. Um, in in being sort of zealous about, um, you know, I enjoyed Heavy Rain. I didn't enjoy Beyond as much. David Cage is a bit mental. It could have kind of gone either way for me. It could either be absolutely fantastic or just be a complete fuck up. Uh, yeah. So it's really nice to hear that, that people have enjoyed what they've played of it so far. I think not having any experience, because I've not played either of those games, Beyond mm. or Heavy Rain. So that's why I wasn't as enthusiastic to go and play it mm-hmm. I mean I do feel like I've probably missed out now but um, yeah <laughs> maybe it's time I do correct that the thing I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast where I, I was going to play Heavy Rain and then someone sort of spoiled almost the entire third act yep. and I was like uh, I'll give that a miss then yeah yeah. So, I think there's a there's a nice progression in Heavy Rain that you do actually affect what's going on um, you know, you, you really do make choices on what characters do in that game. Uh, and apart from sort of, you know, the comedy moments of just pressing X to Jason and all of those sorts of stupid fucking things that were in yeah. that game, um, you know, it's a really it's a slow start as well for that game. It's a Fair really enough, slow um, start. Andy Circus was talking about he- Heavy Rain. Mm Right on his on because he did a panel about the new Planet of the Apes game that's coming out, and he was comparing it to that. Not not I don't think he was expecting it to be, just in the, in terms of how it's going to be telling a story. And uh, he called it hard rain all the way through, and nobody was, everyone was too nice to correct him, so we just let him carry on calling it hard rain. I bet he's kicking himself now. <laughs> he did. I mean, he did say I'm not. I, I never used to be a gamer, and and hard rain was like the first game I properly played. Um, yeah, and we were like, okay. <laughs> you know, correct him. He wants to call it Hard Rain. They should rename the game That's rather it. than just correct him. Someone puts their hand up, and everyone else just shushes them instantly. Yeah, don't, just don't correct him. Don't correct him. Really nice. lovely bloke, though. Um, his um, his Planet of the Apes game. Is it New Frontier, something like that? 
It is, yeah. Uh, That's going to be a PlayLink game, did I read? It is, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he didn't go into too much details on that, but that does sound quite interesting. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Because I'm a massive fan of his and the Planet of the Apes movies, I did get up. Because you invited to ask questions. I was like the second person up at that stage. Yeah. I was only beaten by the guy that was sitting next to the mic. Um, But the panel itself was a little bit, not disappointing, but we didn't see any any gameplay. We saw a lot of steals and he was talking about the motion capture and of the movies and how that's going to affect in the games and, right. and, and the storylines of it. But it didn't go into details gameplay-wise. It wasn't until I came out... Uh, he made a little comment about PlayLink. It wasn't until I came out and then was playing on my phone that I saw these. Uh, I can't remember which article it was about the PlayLink, and I was like, "Well, why? Why is? Um, why am I getting more information outside of the panel <laughs> than yeah, I did yeah. inside the panel?" But that's quite that's quite an interesting um, concept to look into. I'm I'm really excited for that, but that's that's going to not live up to my hype. I already know that. Mm-hmm. I already know that. <laughs> Well, Playlink's Playlink's looking like it's becoming an interesting sort of tech feature. Um, Hidden Agenda was shown at TGS, which actually looks really interesting. I still don't know what the fuck you do, but everyone was kind of sat around making these choices on what this um, like police officer character was doing, whether they'd run in to try and save the hostage or, or shoot the guy that had them, and that kind of communal decision making is really interesting and I think yeah. it's it's almost what uh, Supermassive were trying to get with from Until Dawn you know kind of almost that party game kind of vibe where everyone kind of you know shouts what they think the character kind of should do um, so Hidden Agenda is looking really just just intriguing I suppose uh, so it'd be interesting to see what you actually do, what that, what the PlayLink feature actually provides for you. I really like the idea of PlayLink. I just mm. haven't yet to experience it properly. Um, I can't remember what that game that came out was recently. It was a, it was a. We talked about it before. It was a PS Plus game that used. Oh, uh, that's you. Yeah, I've still not got around to that yet. No, no. I need to, but yeah, fascinating, interesting. It's 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 having enough people around to sort of play though isn't it well it sounds like similar in concept to the um, Jackbox games yeah uh, where you you only need one person to own that game and everyone else can play with their phone mm-hmm. over Twitch that's brilliant that's a lot of fun yeah so I am yeah. a fan of that becoming more of a thing mm. Mm. definitely yeah. it'd be interesting to see if they integrate Twitch or whether it's um, you know they sort of see it much more as like couch um, sort of multiplayer I guess yeah, well, doing it with Twitch does cause a lot of uh, lag. Not mm-hmm. everybody's in the same amount of time, so there's a lot more waiting around. I'd like to see a couch version would be more convenient for me playing with my friends at home, mm-hmm. whereas you know Twitch is obviously useful for playing against other people elsewhere. Yes, so yeah, they are. They are not quite the same. Mm-hmm. So nice. Um, give us another game that you uh, you played at EGX. <sighs> Um, God. There must be loads. There was, but you've just put me on the spot, and now they've all just disappeared from my head. <laughs> I played Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did, and we came first. All right, so I just point that out. Right, we did a straight. I did a PS4 uh, exclusive strike, so I'd never played it before. Yeah. So that was good. 
Um, the strike was rubbish, and now I don't feel so bad about uh, not having it on the, on the Xbox. Yeah, now you can talk about the actual exclusive yeah. PS4 content. Exactly. I got to experience it firsthand. Um, yeah. What else did I play? Lots of little mini games. Mm. Uh, I played Strange Brigade. Which okay. I, is that coming to... I know it's Steam and Xbox, but that's Rebellion's new game. Let me just check if it's coming to PlayStation, because I can't remember. PS4? No, I don't remember. I remember seeing... Strange Brigade is coming to PS4, yeah. So that's uh, that's a lot of fun. Mm. There will be a write-up on the site at some point this week, I think. It, our guest right, new guest writer Simon's going to write that. Nice. Um, yeah, that's a four-player co-op puzzle and survival horror game. Mm. Um, very, very light on the horror. I don't know why they're saying horror. There was nothing scary about that game. But okay. it, it felt like... Uh, yeah, it felt like a mashup of a lot of games. There was a bit of Left 4 Dead in there. There was a bit of uh, a bit sort of too many feel to it in that you're going around tombs. Um, looks beautiful. I think it's running in the Sniper Elite engine, but they've put a lot of polish on top because Sniper Elite doesn't always look that great. Sure. But yeah, so you're you're just defeating hordes of undead. And, and there's traps and things that you can lay down to kill people and you move to the next area and then you've got to work a little puzzle to get to the next area. It's it's just a, a really good party game that's a lot of fun. And mm. um, we got to play that for about 15 minutes, I think, and it flew by. And it was a lot, lot of fun, a lot of laughing. Um, you get some strange powers as mm-hmm. well uh, and you play as different characters. So each character's got different power, but obviously I only got to experience one of my power was crap. But everyone else was doing all these cool moves. I'm like, what? Why am I all I doing is picking people up and then punching them? Like, and everyone else is doing these mad little skills. But yeah, no, I, I'm. I've, got, I've gone from not being, it even being on my radar to being. I'll probably grab that when this comes out. Mm, mm. Do you, Do you think it's going to be a game that you will have a group of people to play with, or do you think it's one that you'll just play with randoms? Well, I played with a four there. Mm-hmm. And those four all have Xbox Ones, so they all said that they were getting it. So I could possibly be playing with them, but yeah. yeah. I don't think it's a game I would want to play without the chat, uh, without knowing the person, because mm-hmm. it, you know, if, if you're playing that on your own, I'm, I'm sure it would match make three other people in, but I, I think the fun isn't the game as such, it's the competitive with your mates. Yeah. You've, got, you've got to work together. But also get the higher score than them. Yes. Yeah. So it's like uh, it, it will be fun with, with with randoms, but I think the fun in that I had was with playing with friends. So mm, yeah, mm. I, I think the the uh, I felt the same way um, about Dead by Daylight, which came out um, a few months ago on on PlayStation. Uh, been out on Steam for ages. Isn't that the the four v one though? Yes, yeah. yeah. But uh, I I think I felt much. Yeah, it was a much better experience chatting with someone and playing with them as uh, survivors than just playing with randoms and yeah. the, the four of you just doing just wildly different things and not having any sort of coordination. But that's pretty much any multiplayer game, I think. Now, yeah, now yeah. you say it like you know, I want to go back to Destiny because I want to finish the podcast at some point today, but. You play Destiny Strikes with two randoms, it's a bit boring. You mm-hmm. play the strike with, with your two friends with communication, and it's a lot more fun. Like yeah. Destiny is a great game with friends. It's an okay game 
by yourself or with with randoms and i think strange brigade's gonna have that these 4v1 games don't really appeal to me as much because unless you're the one Mm, if mm. you're the four you need to be playing with people that you know mainly because random people never wear headphones they never wear mics do they Mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever especially on destiny i don't think i've ever matched with someone who has chat enabled funny off you know i'm guilty of it as well i don't unless i'm playing with friends i don't have my microphone on yeah yeah fair enough which is completely different to how it used to be mm. it's five six seven years ago I, I remember playing with random people with microphones but that just doesn't seem to happen anymore and i think that's what will make me enjoy strange brigade or not yeah will be whether or not i'm playing with people that i know cool cool so yeah nice let's jump back to tgs um and i very briefly just want to roll over the sort of the vr section uh that they had during the conference uh, japan is another territory getting a price reduction and a camera bundle for the PlayStation VR. Oh, it's mm. coming our way. Is it coming? coming? Is it no, going to be not. just before Christmas? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I, you know, what other conferences are there? Paris Games Week still to come. Maybe it will be announced there. We'll we'll see. Um, but they had lots of games that they showed um, in their VR section. Um, Gran Turismo Sport looks like the, the, the VR version is coming out the same day as um, like the base version uh, they showed a little bit of the Impatient oh, that's what I was disappointed about mm. uh, they had the Impatient yeah. at EGX and I got Skyrim, not the one I wanted oh no having, having said about how much I really loved uh, Until Dawn yeah. I'm like come on Impatient and it was Skyrim <laughs> <laughs> I assume that's just what was loaded onto that station that you were led to. Well, yeah, there was um, there was about seven for Skyrim, and then there was one for Impatient, and oh, really? one for something else. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. Oh. Well, it might have been two, but I only saw one. Yeah, yeah. They were really pushing the Skyrim VR, but not the Impatient. Mm, mm. Mm. Everyone can buy Skyrim again. Um, I'm not buying Skyrim again, <laughs> I refuse. As if it's not just an upgrade for plenty of people who already own it, that's ridiculous. Mm, mm. Um, the other games that they showed was they, they put a little bit of emphasis on rigs, which I found quite interesting. Maybe it's done awfully in Japan and they want to sort of you know push it as much as possible. Um, but just, Horrible just, game. Just, it just seemed like a really odd one to kind of be, be front and centre. Um, but the, the one I really want to talk about is Zone of the Enders getting a VR version. And it's actually Zone of the Enders what they're calling Anubis Mars um, which is essentially just a a remastering of the second Zone of the Enders game which here was called Zone of the Enders the second runner um, we've just had Nostalgia Goggles do a video on the original Zone of the Enders uh, about whether it sort of like still holds up now you know, the original game not any kind of like remastered version or anything um, and they felt that it essentially that it didn't. Um, but I always remember Zone of the Enders, the second runner being a much better game than the first. So I'm really pleased to see um, like this remake and it coming out in in VR essentially, because it just seems having some kind of giant mech robot fighting game, you know, that's not kind of a sport as well. Uh, being in VR just fits and. To see Zone of the Enders coming back just excites me. It is odd 
that they bring in some of the Enders back. I think. Really unexpected. Is it just me? Yeah. I, I, to me, it was very unexpected. I mean, it was for me, it was kind of like that wow moment of the conference. I'd heard absolutely nothing about it. And for it to suddenly just, as soon as that trailer started, I knew instantly what it was. And I just had this kind of, I don't know, gormless expression on my face where my mouth was just open. No sound was coming out of it while I watched the whole thing. Um, I just assume Konami needs some money. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Uh, it's strange that they're putting out a, a Hideo Kojima game. Are they going to even make reference to him? Like, they'd have to, wouldn't they? They would. I would imagine they'd have to. I'm, I'm pretty sure it says at the beginning a, a Hideo Kojima produced game. Um, I, I mean, he's obviously not having any involvement. I wouldn't think with this now. Um, the article on Kotaku suggests it's being developed by uh, Konami and Psy Games, uh, but that it's coming out in the spring of 2018. So that's another big game coming out next spring. Yeah, and and, and a VR title at that, which um, is quite. I think this is a, uh, it's a big title to have a VR version. Mm. It's mm. a good sign that they're not giving up on PSVR already, as yeah. some people might feel that they are. So yeah, that's. Uh, I really want to see how that's going to work uh, and what it's going to look like. That's that's interesting. See that that, that now I'm with Shooty Fruity and this and even although it's not PSVR, but even the um, we talked about it last week, the Rockstar game. Oh my god, it's completely gone. Uh, uh, GTA. I'm a policeman in 1940s. Oh, La Noire. La yes. Noire. There we go. Uh, even having VR missions on that is making me think. Well. I could play some. Maybe, maybe I haven't given up on VR. Maybe I could play some more VR games. Mm, mm. So, um, it definitely seems to be taking developers and publishers time to get behind VR, and which start is to, to be expected. To, you know, but what we're seeing is a lot of previous titles, I guess, sort of being adapted for VR. Looking uh, at you, Skyrim. Yeah, and I assume to test the waters. Uh, yeah, which know, is before they make something from the ground up, I guess. Which is yeah, which is fine. Mm, mm. Yeah, makes sense. Kind of feel like this should have been last year, though. That all of these experiences, all of these older games and these titles should have been coming out, you know, from the start of this year, really. Yeah, but then, what will they bring out this year? Then it would look like PSVR's dead. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, let's move on. I think one of the biggest announcements from TGS was Square Enix uh, announcing a game called Left Alive um, which they showed a really short uh, trailer for which was essentially a camera panning down a corridor and and lots of explosions and then a decimated city with some um, ships that flew over through through the sky Um, but the notable thing about it was that the character design is coming from Yoji Shinkawa who did a lot of the uh, original sort of like Metal Gear um, artwork yeah and the the screen that they showed for left alive um that kind of um like a character composition piece it's very metal gear isn't it it's more mechs it is more mechs um not shown during the playstation conference but um 
shown by Square Enix a little bit later. They they released a short teaser. It's only about a minute and a half long, um, which does show um, you know some sort of uh, some footage. Does say on there for some of it not in game engine. Um, it's got a, a big character um, coming out of a mech who is the um, central character on that sort of character composition piece. Looks like uh, the android Brian from Tekken. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, but then it does jump to about 20 seconds of what looks to be sort of like in engine gameplay. Looks a lot like Metal Gear Solid. That's not a bad thing. No, no. I mean, I'm not a Metal Gear Solid fan, but uh, there were a lot of them, so... I, yeah. You know, it's, it, yeah. It's just interesting that they've... Because they've gone with um, Shinkawa's sort of art style for, uh, you know, uh, for the screens that we're seeing in the character design, it almost looks as if it's just a slightly more sped-up version of, of Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, you know the way the characters are sort of hunched over and moving through the the, the environments and stuff. So yeah, crazy that Square Enix are going sort of in this almost action kind of avenue. Well, I like mechs. Mm. I like post-apocalyptic settings. And yeah. As much as I don't like Metal Gear, I do quite like his art style. So yeah, yeah. Um, we don't know enough about this to make any sort of decisions, but I'm interested. I'll, I'll, I'll follow it. Yeah, man. I mean, he's he's joining um, Toshifumi Nabashima, who um, is directing this game. Have you got these names written down phonetically? Like, no. Because if just, I had it, I'll be like, uh, <laughs> uh, mm. okay. I think it's just. I mean, these are kind of names that I'm familiar with. Oh, that would help. If you've heard it before, then I'll let you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, on the other hand, I'll be like, uh, some guy? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he is from, uh, of Armoured Core fame, I suppose. Uh, which is all about mechs. All yeah. like giant robots. Right, maybe so, 2018 is going to be year of the mech. Yeah, it does seem that way, doesn't it? I'm, I'm okay with that. We've had zombies for fucking ages. Yeah, I do like zombies. Now it's just going to be mechs, robots. Which is funny, because Metal Gear Solid is going zombies. <laughs> They've been ahead of the curve for so long, they've now gone fucking backwards. Zombies are never going to die, like, literally, in in universe or, like, as a genre. Yeah, yeah. That's why I like Shooty Fruity. It was, like, the only VR game that I could see that wasn't shooting zombies. Mm. Mm. Yeah, if it was scanning veg and stuff... While zombies were attacking, you'd be like, eh, another zombie VR game. But instead, yep. it's, I've got a bouncing strawberry coming towards me. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Man, I love that game. That's, um, it's End Dreams, isn't it? Making it is. Yeah. Who retweeted me when I said it was amazing. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Good. Show them some love. Um, I think the last thing I wanted to touch on from TGS was after they'd shown that fucking goddamn hideous camo PlayStation 4 uh, they brought out a Monster Hunter World PlayStation 4, which actually looks alright. Mm, it's better than the uh, camo one. <laughs> actually, we can only get better. To be fair, it does look at the controller not so much, but the, the, the PS4 itself, Yeah, yeah, quite good looking. Yeah, that, the, the decal on the PS4 itself is, yeah, very um, nice. is, is quite nice. I agree. Controller not so much. It's a nice, a nice base red. I'm not sure I about the. I'm not graphic. a fan of having like uh, a different color controller to the to the base 
mm. uh, unit. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to have the black with with fiery dragon uh, monster or whatever, do that with the controller. Like having it as a different color just looks a bit weird. Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, I know people buy. If I bought if I bought that controller separately as a different color, probably wouldn't bother me as much. But looking at it on the screen like that, it, they don't look like they're part of the same set. Yeah, yeah, I I, I totally agree. Um, and it's odd that, as with the um, with the Call of Duty one, that uh, their controller was just sort of a single color. Okay, it's a single color related to the um, the camo scheme, I guess. On the on the base unit, but again, that kind of looks like maybe they could just sell it separately as a green control pad, and it's sort of like an afterthought after the um, you know obviously very extensive design work that was done into the camo base unit with the, uh, the hideous controllers on. I mean, this one looks like the base unit and the controller have been designed by two completely separate people who haven't even spoken to each other. Yeah. So it's 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 an odd one, but it's it's a step up at least. No, what's odd is the, that it's coming out before the game. That's odd. I guess they want people to be able to play Monster Hunter World what? on their Monster Hunter themed PlayStation Four. It's coming out. I did, when it said, when I first read the headline, I thought like it would be a week or so. It's coming out two months, nearly two months. Nearly before. two months. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a bit ridiculous. Well, it's coming out just before the the. I suppose the game has a, like a hard date to hit, hasn't it? Sort of January twenty mm. sixth. The PlayStation Four is coming out before Christmas. I uh. assume that they. Well, it's coming out in Japan on December the seventh. I I think they just want to shift as many units as possible and having Maybe. kind of these you know different decaled versions of PlayStation 4s or, or slightly different base units just broadens people's options to sort of be able to pick up what they want, I guess. Still, what's that? Another January game. Yeah, yeah. Continuing the theme of, of January games. I'm still gutted I didn't play it. I'm so annoyed at myself. I know, I know. You, you should be. I am, I am. <laughs> three games I wanted to play when I was there. That, Far Cry 3, uh, 5 even, and Assassin's Creed, and I played Far Cry 5. Yeah, yeah. But Far Cry 5 is not that far off, is it? No, this is makes it even worse. Mm, mm. Um, uh, a few of my team went and played uh, Assassin's Creed. The lines were two hours long, and I'm not an Shit. Assassin's Creed fan. Do not like Assassin's Creed, apart from Black Flag. It's just not for mm-hmm. me. Uh, he played it and was... He's a huge Assassin's Creed fan, was not blown away. Really? He played it on the... Well, no, one of my friends played it on a PS4 Pro, I think. Mm-hmm. And, no, he played it on PC, actually, thinking about it. Or well, he thinks it was a PC running it, anyway. Yeah. And another one yeah. of my friends played it on the Xbox One X. Uh, they said it looks great, but they're not sold yet, which is okay. surprising. Because I yeah, thought yeah. both of them were big Assassin's Creed fans. Maybe they thought it was going to reinvent the series more than it actually does mm. but it's very hard as well to play one mission which was the mission we saw at E3 as well which right. probably didn't yeah. help yeah. it's very hard to play one mission and, and get a feel of the game so they're not going to be put off by just what they played but yeah mm-hmm. surprisingly uh, they also played Shadow of War and preferred that which is really also interesting that's very interesting yeah Um, I wasn't a fan of Shadow of Mordor I don't think I'm a fan of games you know yeah just hate, hate games I think I just don't like games 
Because all I've done in this episode is say I'm not a fan of Metal Gear. Not a fan of uh, all I like is Destiny. I'm a terrible gamer. I'm one of those people <laughs> that buys the crap games, and that's why they keep pumping them out. You can all send your hate mail to me at Meaty Fishman. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, you, Destiny is your hobby rather than gaming. Uh, oh my god! I've got three characters now. All of them are above two nine eight. Fucking hell! <laughs> and three oh five is the the bloody soft cap. They're not three oh five is the cap. So yeah. Yeah, I need to. And I've been away for four days. I don't even know how I've done it. That's some That's some very impressive... Sorry, I'm going away for two weeks next week, so <laughs> I will get over my Destiny addiction until December when the DLC drops. Yeah, yeah. Until you've then got to catch up a little bit to uh, to get up to the... Unless you can probably buy something that boosts you up. No, I'm not buying... Not buying nothing. <laughs> Do it the hard way. Good. Good. Um, have you got any final thoughts on EGX... Any other games you wanted to talk about? Uh, I played quite a few sort of Xbox games, which doesn't help for this PlayStation podcast. I did have the chance to go to Rare Studios. Mm. Um, they are some of the most... They are the nicest people. Not even some of They are the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah. They are just... They... they what what really come across when they were talking about uh, we were talking about Sea of Thieves? I am under an NDA, so I can't talk too much about it, and mm-hmm. I can't I can't remember exactly how much I am allowed to talk about, so I'm just not going to talk about it. That's fair. Um, I can talk about what we played on the show floor, which was great. I don't know if you had a chance to play Sea of Thieves. I know it's an Xbox game. It's it's a, a lot of fun. Same as Strange Brigade and those other games. It's a lot of fun with people. Yep. I'm still not convinced that if I just wanted to play Sea of Thieves and I didn't have anyone to play it with, I could have as much fun. Okay. But with people, lots of fun. Like, ridiculous fun. I mean, uh, someone I played with shot himself, uh, Ross Miller, who used to be out of lies, shot himself out of a cannon to a try and get to the island to get to the treasure and went straight over the island, landed <laughs> in the sea, and was eaten by a shark. <laughs> uh, Brilliant. Just little things like that brilliant but um the actual rare team themselves they're so passionate about games and you know that you can tell that they were they were saying that they were rare fans before they worked there mm. and that they mm. wake up every day and just like i can't believe i'm working at rare also yeah, yeah. what an office like if, if that was your place of work you wouldn't be, you wouldn't go to work depressed mm. like it is just amazing you walk in there's banjo and there's conquer over in the corner and it's yeah lovely lovely people and then nice, we may or may not have gone to a bar and we may or may not have got in at six-ish in the morning and they may or may not have gone straight to EGX afterwards to carry on working, which I do not envy them, yeah. But yeah, considering this weekend was supposed to be my stag weekend, Mm. um, I met so many fantastic people and I just had the best time ever. Nice. Just the best time ever. Good. And I can't wait to do it all again next year. Nice. Hopefully, I'll get the opportunity to come next year. See, there is a small possibility I won't. Mm. So it might be you go in and me not, and yeah. I'll just sit enviously at home. Just just uh, weep as I did all weekend. Yeah, but fingers crossed, because even though EGX itself is not, like I said earlier, it's not going to be to the scale of the major conferences mm. elsewhere in the world, you know, it's still so worth going. It's, it's just so... I, I think it, it's made better by not being too huge... I mean, they had eighty thousand people this weekend. I will. That, that's not silly numbers. That's 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 amazing. That's really well, you know. That's five thousand more than last year. Mm. So it's only going to keep getting better. Um, 
And I really hope it does because we, we yeah. need that sort of thing in the UK. I suppose if you've ever been to a uh, like a, a football game in one of the biggest stadiums in the country, uh, or a sporting event or a concert in one of the biggest stadiums in the country, it's sort of a similar amount of people as that, isn't it? But what I would assume in is a slightly smaller space. Uh, I mean, it's pretty big. Mm. It is pretty big. And also that 80,000 people didn't all just come on one day for two hours. That's true, yeah. You know, this true. is it's, it's a four-day long event. Um, a lot of people I know only go on the Thursday and Friday because it's quieter. Not quieter, but there's not as many people because you've got people working and, and the kids aren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a noticeable difference in if you if you're going to go and you want to play some of the big AAA games, you play that AAA game on the Thursday. Yeah, because that's yeah. your quiet day. If you don't do it on the Thursday, you do it on the Friday. If you've not done it by Saturday, bring a stool. Because you're going to be you're going to be in line. That's why I didn't play some of the bigger games because I didn't get them done in the first days. I didn't get to EGX until gone midday on the Thursday because I had yeah. to travel up from Torquay and it's up in Birmingham. And they actually spelt Birmingham correctly this year, which is an achievement for them because last year it was Brimingham. Brimingham, yeah, I remember. On, yeah. Um, so really, the only full day I had was the Friday, but mm-hmm. I've been to I went to the industry party on the Thursday and. That was a free bar. Nice. Mm, nice. Not really the word I would use. I could not walk. <laughs> <laughs> it got to one. I was like, I got to the bar and I'm like, I'll have a du- double vodka and coke. No, you know what? I'll have a quadruple vodka and coke because I can't be asked to come back. And she's like, <laughs> right. They don't care. Like, they couldn't even get any coke in the glass. But so it was like four shots of vodka and then a dribble of coke in the top. Brilliant. And, uh, Gav from IGM was there, who I'm a big fan of, and I told him I loved him. Mm. But it's okay because he told me he loved me too, so that's fine. That's good. A mutual yeah. love. It was mutual loving. Uh, just there was there's just so many people that you see, and and you read their stuff, and and you watch their videos online, and you see them in person, and like it sounds silly, but you get a bit starstruck. Mm. And it's ridiculous to get starstruck because they're just normal. Like even they're like, oh, I'm just a normal person. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cover photo. Why? Because I love you. <laughs> yeah. Like, show everybody else. Yeah. God, I'm, I've, I've actually got post-holiday blues from EGX. It's that bad. Yeah, post-conference blues. It's a real thing, man. Same as festivals, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That I, I got back yesterday. Uh, I got back late Sunday night, and then yesterday I was still seriously tired from mm. uh, from the weekend. And even today, I've got up and I'm like, just. You know, I like to getting up, getting on the train, going to Weatherspoons for a pint and some breakfast, yeah, and then go to play games. That's great. Nice. Oh, can't wait for next year. Sounds perfect. It is. It's it is. It's like our. Oh no, I won't say that because that, that's. I was going to make a, a joke about a religious area, but I'm not going to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe that one till we've you know got more listeners to offend, perhaps. Yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, go to EJX next year. Book your tickets. It's, they've already released the dates. They've just not released the tickets yet. So, I implore you to go. Yeah, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be jumping straight on that one. So yeah. uh, I've got no excuse not to go. Yeah, get two more press passes. It's your turn to have one this year anyway, isn't it? Woo! It means I've got to do work. Fuck. Well, <laughs> I I bought my ticket to go this year because I wasn't gonna do any work because, like I said, it was supposed to be my stag weekend. And mm. then one of our press persons didn't turn, up, didn't want to go, so I yeah. still used the press pass anyway. And I was like, well, now I'm obligated. <laughs> so I have got a few articles lined up to sort of get written and that this week. And I've only got until Friday to do it because then I'm off for two weeks. Yeah, that's fine. Right, right, 
one every couple of days and just schedule yeah. them like for one every um, every week or something. Yeah, it'll be fine. That's it. Good. 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 Um, so that's the end of this slightly special conference expo. Just the three letters. Podcast. The three letters episode, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We should that's call it the, the title for it: the three letters episode, rather than yeah. an actual three letters. Ridiculous. <laughs> if you want to chat to us about the news from TGS or whether you went to EGX uh, and let us know what you played and your experiences there, you can do so in lots of different ways. Uh, you can go to Twitter at Out of the X Fire uh, or at Out of Lives Pod. You can get me at Nova underscore 47. You can get Dave at The Meaty Fish Man. You can also go, as you definitely should, to outoflives.net and look at all of the coverage that we've put up from EGX, which includes articles from Dave, uh, some guest writers. Uh, but more from, from Ross. Let's from just Ross, give uh, Ross yeah, a lot from Ross. Yeah. Ross Falconer went to EGX on his own and uh, smashed it. He did smash it. I did bump into him a few times and he came with me to Rare. Um, mm. I hope he had a really good time. Nice. He said he did. Yeah. I just hope he did. He's not just saying it to be nice. Yeah, he's like, oh, he seemed to have. Yeah, thanks, thanks for thanks for taking me. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it was nice and good. He was supposed to be on the podcast yesterday, but again, we didn't record because of my my old body can't handle a weekend away. <laughs> Zero voice. Yeah, it was really raspy to the point where my my fiance was asking me sort of probing questions about you know, have I been smoking? I'm like, no, no, I haven't been smoking. I've just been shouting a lot. Yeah. <laughs> as I, I did have suspicions it was the cold, as I said, but it was definitely the shouting. Yeah, it's got to have been. Maybe a little bit of the booze. Possibly that too. Yeah, good. Uh, so, for another week, remember, stay out of the crossfire. <laughs>